Hey everybody, this is Danielle. Two! One! <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you, you can go ahead. This is Danielle. My name is Tally. T-O-W-E-L. Y-E-Y. And I'm Carla. We are Who's Your Homicide? A true crime podcast by Hoosiers for Hoosiers or for anyone that doesn't know what a Hoosier is. I'm sweaty. <laughs> You're so sweaty. I don't know what it is. Help. I know I can smell you. No, I don't. I really don't. Like I've been sweaty for like a day now. <laughs> I'm always cold. I'm Daniel. Nice to meet you. I think I'm still recovering because I ate fish last night and it fucked me up good. Uh, mom said you knew something was wrong and you're like, her. I'm coming home. And I was like on the way downtown with my friends and they're like, we'll just, we'll get you some water. And, and like, I was like, no, we're going to get me a car and I'm going to go home. <laughs> this is not an H2O problem. No. <laughs> what restaurant was this so I can avoid it? Rock Bottom Brewery. <sighs> you probably have to was, blur that name out though. <laughs> Someone will listen to it this and we'll really get sued. It was really my fault though because like we probably shouldn't be eating fish if it's not right off the coast of something. Uh, what kind of fish was it? Blackened. Tilapia? I don't know, actually. Black. All I know is they keep tilapia in with Fiona the hippo because the tilapia eat the the hippo poop. Woke Ooh. up sweaty and then I'm still sweaty. It's just we can hose you off like we've been hosing off the dogs from playing in all this fucking mud. I'm good. So it's been raining a lot this week. No, no way. <laughs> I'm really tired of the weather. It's yeah. not getting any better. It's really not. It's the most depressing fucking thing. Oh, well. It'll be nice April eventually. showers bring May flowers. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be butt-fucking-cold in May. Yeah, yeah it's going to be dumb as hell. I Just all this rain. Is this like what it's like in Seattle? Doesn't Seattle have a high suicide rate? I don't know. It's all the rain. I, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Uh, yeah, yeah, rain is depressing. No, yeah. it's not. Yeah, but weed is legal in... Well, that oh, helps. They, it wasn't always legal. Washington State, so... They figured it out. Have you ever seen the movie Sleepless in Seattle? Because that's a good movie. Uh, duh, Tom Hanks is yeah. in it. Um, duh, Tom Hanks make Ryan before she got her nose job. <laughs> fuck Meg Ryan. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Meg Ryan. God, wow. Just kidding. She goes to IU games sometimes, so. Oh. She's oh. always sitting there on her little phone, though. But that's because she's with Johnny Cougar. Johnny Cougar. And he's an asshole, too. Yeah. So. Wait, why? Wait, what? Um... He was supposed to sing with the Indianapolis Children's Choir for the very first Formula One race in Indianapolis. And so they spent all week practicing for it, or all, I don't know how long, probably longer than that. And they were also going to do some songs with him, of his songs. Well, the day of the race, they're getting ready to go up, and one of his representatives comes out and says he's decided he wants to perform by himself. Sorry, kids. <gasps> I feel like you told me that. And yeah. then they asked if he could come up and say hello or if he would just come out, the kids were excited to see you, blah, 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 blah. And he, he said, no, he won't he won't come out. And it's <gasps> like, fuck that asshole. Michael Schumacher, who is a seven-time Formula One world champion, John Mellencamp is not a pimple on the ass of Michael Schumacher, Schumacher. <laughs> uh, came up and told the kids after the National Anthem they did a lovely job. Oh, wow, that's really disappointing. It is. So, I think Mellencamp's a dickhole. I don't care. He's from fucking Bloomington. 
Yeah, that's really bad. Anyways. Not the children. The children of the books. Let's move on to brighter subjects. Uh, A woman, (laughs) 54 years old, Miss 7-Eleven herself, LaDonna Hewitt, 54, was arrested Saturday after police said she lewdly propositioned and grabbed an Easter bunny working at a carousel park in Mansfield. (laughs) (laughs) And and I have a picture of her actually dry humping the Easter bunny. What is going on? We should uh, make sure that this actually gets up. (laughs) But, well, it might have got up on the Easter bunny. I don't know. Yay. From from her from her mugshot, she kind of looks like a dried up prune. So I don't know. Oh. I don't know what, the what they arrest her for. Uh, being drunk in public. Public. And uh, I saw the charges somewhere else, but what I screenshotted doesn't have the charges in there. But it was something about lewd behavior, lewd and insidious yeah. behavior. You're insidious. That's a scary movie. That movie made me scared. Yeah. Those movies anymore, just to me, they all blend together. But the one, the face. There's very few of them that actually, like, freak me out. The red guy is what I've seen sometimes if I have sleep paralysis. Don't. Oh, yeah. That'll freak some people out. That was one of, because, like, scary movies, for one, they don't really bother me. But when I saw Insidious, I was really freaked out. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and if then, anyone's experienced full-on sleep paralysis, they know you can see some like demonic figures in with it, or a, a dark presence in the room. And you've had Mister Redface, yeah, something like that, <laughs> close to you. Yeah. And the thing is, the that's what I was just thinking. By the window, which I didn't understand that part. I was just like, "Is this the scary part, or am I confused?" <laughs> <laughs> it's Tiny Tim. I was just watching The Voice, and Blake Shelton compared one of his team members his what do you call it coaches coaches i do not watch any of those shows i don't know one of his players i really don't know how to i, don't I know, know i know the structure really <laughs> yeah. well i was like shit that might be you know that might be a compliment you never know so we also have in brown county which is south of us they took more than a hundred birds chickens roosters Look at all those chickens. <laughs> it was, I want to say what it is. You say it. It was cockfighting. Cock. Cockfighting. Cock. Fighting. That's how Carla got the giant bruise on her arm. Yes. It was not from softball. It was from cockfighting. No. She was an innocent bystander. No. A hard dong came flying by and pop. Bam. Right on the arm. To Actually, be fair, I want it to be more. More lifelike. There we oh, go. That's more of what it sounded like. That's how hard it would have had to hit me. That's how hard it did hit. You can get some force. 142 birds were seized Wednesday following a six-month investigation. It took them six months to figure out they were fighting cocks. Regina Heron, the sister of the suspect, Randall and Mark Heron, had this to say about it. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> At least they were honest. Um, Everyone else was like, well, to tell you the truth, ma'am, I was in the kitchen doing dishes when I heard the commotion. (laughs) Yeah, I heard a commotion about them cocks and them fighting cocks, and I don't know the hell the difference between cocks and fighting cocks. (laughs) I just know they're all cocks. (laughs) One more time, cocks. Cocks. (laughs) And and I just told them there's no cock fighting ring here. No. 
But I just wanted to be clear that I was in the kitchen doing the dishes. Oh, here. This is this is true about me. My penis is 13 inches long. <laughs> but with the help of workers with the American Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, they removed the bird. So what do they do with all these pissed off chickens? I don't know. They, they drove them across the Ohio River into KFC territory. And they said, we're going to put these little fuckers out of their misery. I don't want to eat an angry chicken. We're going to make we're gonna make you into a $5 fill-up. The Gaming Commission said the investigation... <laughs> the in- Gaming Commission. That's why they... This is why they were able to stop. It had nothing to do with the chickens. The, their, the government was pissed off. They weren't getting their cut. Yep. Said the investigation <laughs> included another raid on a property in Kentucky. <laughs> Uh-oh. So... <laughs> that's not right. So, uh, you know, Kim Jong-un has been traveling from, he went to South Korea and met the South Korean president with the China, and they're talking about he's going to have a meeting with Donald Trump in May. There's actually a man on this planet who is both friends with Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un, <laughs> and that man is Dennis Rod is friends with both Kim Jong-un and Donald Trump. How does one become friends with Kim Jong-un? You have brain Kim Jong Un was brain a, damage from alcohol consumption. That's how. But that doesn't explain how. Uh, Kim Jong Un uh, really liked basketball when he was at school in Sweden, Switzerland, something like that. He was allowed to leave. Yes. When you're oh, yeah. the boss, you can do whatever. They didn't know. No one knew who he was. They never showed him in the media until he was introduced as the, whatever. Yeah, like he had been seen very few times. I think before actually taking over for his father. Uh, but he really loved the Bulls and Michael Jordan and like Dennis Rodman will. Dennis Rodman actually went to North Korea for something. There's a documentary. Ended up, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a documentary about it. The documentary is wonderful. Mm-hmm. By the end of it, you kind of feel bad for Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Um, Why? Because he's... Well, his brain's just all fucked up from years of alcohol abuse. Celebrity and... rehab. And Dr. Drew shows him a scan of his brain and he goes, this is your brain. This is your brain from drinking your entire life. And he goes, nah, man, that's not my brain. Nah, man. Yeah, his his brain's starting to look like CTE. His brain looks like he was a fucking offensive lineman in the NFL for 25 years. And he didn't stop (laughs) drinking, though, I don't think. So, hey. I still don't don't think he has, but uh, they had a story, I think, on, I don't know what it was, Fox News or whatever. Someone had posted it on Facebook. And it, it said that, he hoped by the end of it that Kim Jong-un was wearing a Make America Great Again hat. Oh, God. I don't care how good that meeting actually goes. Like, they could go and go, wow. You know, oh, I've been really shitty to my people. Talking about North Korea. And, oh, this solves. We're going to have peace in the valley. No matter no matter what fucking happens, there's no fucking way he'd walk out wearing that little red hat. No. no. Did you know, I actually read an article the other day about this, that there's actually, it's actually a tourist attraction. In South Korea. Yes, you're talking about the dicks. The dicks? The dicks? Did I just speak out of turn? I don't know. There's a there's a tourist attraction in in, in South Korea. <gasps> it's a garden of, of penises. That's not what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you would jump to the dicks. The penises. What else could you possibly be talking about in South Korea that I it's anyone would care about? Okay, it's more on topic. There's a tourist attraction where you can literally take a bus to the border of North Korea. Oh yeah, the, D- the DMZ. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I just I, didn't know that. I was reading an article. Wouldn't you rather go to the me, Garden of Dicks? Please tell me more about the dicks. Somebody escaped from, from North the the to South Korea. No, from North to South Korea. Well, yeah. Was shot several times and still scampered his way in South the South Korean soldiers. And he has to go when he was in the, the neutral the zone. Garden. No. Well, yeah, maybe. No, he was taken into surgery. I think he survived, but wow. they said he had parasites and all sorts of other fucked up <gasps> shit. Oh, yeah. Real fucking nasty. What? So... That's why the they erected a dick garden. Erected. My uh, brother tonight was talking about Erection? drunkenly mm-hmm. lighting his farts on fire. That's dangerous, <laughs> do that. man. Because I think he you was, cannot. I think he was trying to do that to lure me over. Like, come over, it'll be fun. <laughs> and to be honest, if we hadn't been doing this, I may have gone over. <laughs> Except he he wants to drink whiskey, and I do not drink whiskey. Never again. No. Did once when I was seventeen. Did a couple times when I was seventeen, and the yeah. last time ended not real well for me. That's what. That's exactly how Dad's story goes with whiskey too. Didn't end yeah. well. He was in a fraternity though. Oh, and that, that's how we drink. I was in my game. basement alone. Yes. Oh god. Oh, no. Let me tell you, Wait. it was fun up until the moment I got sick. That's how it is for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, true. This was miserable. <laughs> Anyways, I. Uh, he's got a couple. Pieces of IndyCar memorabilia I want. So I said, if you perish in a perish in a gas uh, induced blaze of glory, I guess I'm trying to think of even <laughs> what I'd want to call that. If you light your fucking fart on fire and you burn to death, can I take a couple things I like? Damn. And he said yes. Now I know that's probably because he's been drinking, but. I took screenshots of it. That's all you have to do, and that's so that's justifiable I've, in court. I've got him on judge. the hook. You should really ask my mom about her story about a friend in high school that tried to light his fart on fire. (gasps) There is a story. My dad has a story. (laughs) Apparently, there's a lot of stories about that. I know my dad's story. He was, to this day, he maintains some guy, I I think he was in his apartment, and some guy pulled his legs above his head (gasps) and lit a fart, and he, to this day, swears a green flame shot across the room. No! (laughs) <laughs> now, it is entirely possible that LSD or something else was in my dad's system and and whatever little blew off the match looked to him like a green flame shooting across the room. That's possibility, but I like to believe with it that really childlike is. belief that that green flame I would believe it. shot across the room. I just want someone to do, explain to me why farts smell worse in the shower. Because you got them all wet. <laughs> you don't have you don't have that buffer of your britches you to catch no a little bit buffer. of <laughs> smell. <laughs> that is my you know if you have, if you've ever farted and taken your pants off real quick. And no, it, it <laughs> we're getting you those carbon underwear. No carbonated Wait, charcoal. Have, no. No. Have you seen the one where it's like it's they put mint in there so you just fart and it passes through mint. I like that and it's idea. It's like more of a. Yes, you I know. will put. I will wear the carbon underwear as soon as you agree to have butt sex. Ew! <laughs> I will agree to that on air. Handshake. Not Handshake. shaking anything. Okay. Nope. Well, nope. looks like we agree. <laughs> nope. <laughs> wow, that got weird. <laughs> What's weird about it? That got Two adults scary weird wanting real quick. to One. consent. One. One adult. Well, you know what? Can you have butt sex are... with yourself? That would be impressive. If I could, I wouldn't need you. Nope. No. <laughs> nope. 
Wouldn't need your ex-wife so either. So do we have any... Uh, oh, uh, oh, we went there. <laughs> oh, we went there, did we? So I had one last day to research to put things together, so I needed a quote-unquote softball case. Blackboard? So something with less pages involved. And Daniel knew of one, so he knows about it. So he can't unknow things. So that means you don't know, but he knows. I'm sorry. Benedict Arnold. Arnold <laughs> Benedict. That is uh, my uncle's nickname. What? My dad's youngest brother. There were seven kids, and his youngest brother, uh, his nickname was Benedict Arnold because he, he ratted out my uncle. <laughs> uh, God, what did he do? I'd have to call my dad and ask real quick. Anyways, his nickname was Benedict Arnold, and to this day, my Uncle Jeff was actually in the dealership yesterday, and my dad goes, hey, did you see Benedict Arnold's here? <laughs> to this day, calls him, but anytime my dad wow. talks to him, he what calls a, him Benedict Arnold. What's his real name? Jeff. Uncle, oh, Uncle. Oh. his first name's Uncle, last name's Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Wow, what a horror story for the oh, I love my dad's, youngest child. I like, I like all my uncles, but I see my Uncle Jeff and my Uncle John the most, and then my Uncle Jerry. And those that's it. my that's my race group, so we have lots of fond memories together. Just Wipe to. that disgusting look off your face, Danielle. It's not disgusting. You look like a see you next Tuesday. <laughs> I will see you next Tuesday, most likely. Did I say that out loud? You need to work on that inner monologue bullshit. <laughs> Daniel. Danielle. Nah, okay, your names are so similar, it's disgusting. It's nice randomly yelling your own name during sex. That's gross. That is very you know, gross. this is for all the times you said, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you? July 13th, 1958. What's uh, a myth? Not, not a sperm in my father's nut sacks. Oh, yeah. What's no. a mere thought of a sperm? Where were you? I don't know. The cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that's how that works, but it's a possibility, I guess. <laughs> the Gasmos. <laughs> that was so nonchalant. I really enjoyed that. That's where I was, man. Where were you? Uh, the Gasmos. All right. What's the title for this case, Daniel? Since you already know about it. Chicka wow wow, bing a bang bong. That's it. <laughs> On July 31st, 1958, Mr. Forrest Teal. 37, was strolling out of a young woman's apartment on East 38th Street at about 1 a.m. Does anything good happen after 1 a.m.? I thought you were saying something good happened on 38th Street. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I might have a couple good stories that happen after 1 a.m. All my good stories have to happen after 1 a.m. Depends where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. 38th Street, maybe not. The home belonged to Laura Maurer. She was 19 years old. She happened to work with Mr. Forrest Teal. They had been dating for about three months. What's the math on that? He's 37 and she's 19. Older. Older. Okay, thank you. <laughs> no, let's work this out. 37. Okay, seven let's see if we nine. guys can do this. Let me see whoever gets the first to, answer. I don't wait, hit. You have to cross it, cross it out and then you have to subtract one from three. So now it's 20. 18 year difference. Okay. What Wait, but you used a calculator. You cheated. Yeah, I was working it out. No. 
What he did not know. Wait, he was how old? 37. And she was how old? 19. Okay. <laughs> okay. You have to stop being an asshole. No. And I have to stop being sweaty. But <laughs> <laughs> I can't change that. Upper lip sweat. <laughs> it's my mustache. What he did not know was that Connie Kiefer Nichols, age 44, with whom he had been carrying on a 15-year affair with, was waiting in his white Cadillac with a gun. You mean he was cheating yeah. on the mistress? Ooh, you play a dangerous game, man. He ha- She was the mistress, so he's married? Mm, the affair was with Connie. The affair's affair was with Laura. No. So there is a Mrs. Teal. Mm-hmm. And then there's his bottom bitch, who's waiting in the car with a gun. And then there's his new bitch that's hanging out and actually, 38th Street in the 1950s was a very nice area. Okay. Yes, it was. Okay, okay. Well, in 1958, air conditioning was not a real common thing. And this was the end of July, meaning that a lot of windows were open. So several people heard some screeching tires and then a loud crash of a car that had backed into a street lamp. And everyone kind of rushes outside to see what happened because, hey, everyone's bored. They don't have Netflix. You know. And they're hot. And hot and bored. They found the driver slumped over. Wow, you could really relate to people in the 50s, Carla. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they found the driver slumped over the steering wheel, still alive but hardly responsive. Police arrived a little after. That sounds like a good album for a... Uh... Either emo or perhaps some form of metal. Still alive, but I'm barely breathing. Now you just took it and fucked it all up. Never mind. <laughs> Police arrived by like one ten. They did. Ha- they had no nine one one system set up yet, so someone had to go and like call the police station and be like, "Hey, oh, we got uh, a problem down here, and uh, we needs the police." <laughs> yeah, that's how people used to sound like in Indianapolis. I don't know. What accent was that anyways? I'm not real that sure. That was like Swedish. <laughs> ah, yes. There's a lot of Swedish settlers. <laughs> they came on the backs of Swedish fish. Hey, those red chewy things are good. I like those. The police arrived and noted that the man in the car had been shot but still had $210 in cash on him in 1958. How much money would that be today? We're waiting. Uh, $1,800. Okay, they said it was a big chunk of change. So they're saying he's n- he has not been well, robbed. Well, $210 is a lot I of know. money. I know. I'd be like, damn. If someone took well, damn, my $210, Ricky. I would not be happy. Damn, Ricky. <laughs> a witness in the now growing crowd identified the man as an Eli Lilly executive. Oops. Oh, no. Daniel, what is Eli Lilly? Well, I have, if to, you go- ask I have me. to go back to my notes. Well, if you ask me, it's I'm not big. asking you, Carla. <laughs> no one asking you, Carla. Shut up, Carla. <clears throat> <clears throat> Eli Lilly and Company is a global pharmaceutical company headquartered in Indianapolis, Indiana, with 18 offices in 18 countries. Its products are sold in approximately 125 countries around the world. 
that wasn't that that part wasn't in there, but I thought I needed to add the around the world. Anyways, yeah. the company was founded in 1876 by Colonel Eli Lilly, a pharmaceutical chemist and veteran of the American Civil War, after whom the company was named. So basically, it's a pharmaceutical company in Indianapolis, and it's a, and <laughs> oh. it's a <laughs> worth worth twenty billion dollars. Actually, it's probably worth I'm sure more than that. That's just the revenue. Nonetheless, they're the reasons that the Le- recreate use of recreational marijuana will happen much later down the road. Yeah, us. they're the big drug company here. And if you get Jugs. a job, if you get a job with Eli Lilly, you have a good job. Jugs. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, Mr. Forrest Teal was an executive vice president for Eli Lilly and Company's international division, as well as being on the board of directors. Which was a big time job in Indianapolis. Oh, even yeah. In the 1950s, he was fancy. Um, He was not widely known to the public. He was athletic, charming, handsome, rich, powerful, some would say pompous, overbearing, money hungry, you know, depending on who you ask. The regular. His home was on Washington Boulevard and was worth $50,000 in 1958. He had we a, already know. That's yep. a wait, lot. what's in that? We got wait. We got to find out what that is in pull today's up numbers. Cal- pull up your money calculator. Hang on, guys. Mom Hang has on. probably bought a house for fifty thousand. I still or less twenty one. Actually, I bought the house. Yeah, you did. Hmm. She thinks I didn't buy a house this week, but I did. Your mother doesn't know about that. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> no, she was there. Four hundred and thirty-four thousand dollars. Okay, that's mm, but housing was also cheaper. Yeah, so um, back a four hundred thousand dollar home then today. But in Indianapolis, well, maybe not in Indianapolis, but the surrounding areas. If you spend four hundred thousand dollars, you have a fairly nice, nice larger home. Yeah, all this is Indianapolis. He also had a private airplane and was a member of the Indianapolis Country Club. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I'm not sure what the perks are of that. Don't you give me that look. Because that's an act of war, and if I get on there and it's not fucked up, you have nothing to be pissed off about. And whatever, whatever. I get a dick whatever, slap you, and I'm going to leave a bruise whatever. on Carla's arm on your forehead. <laughs> so You're going to get a concussion. concussion. Stop. It'll sound just like this. <laughs> she thinks it's funny. <laughs> Teal met his wife Elizabeth Rody, 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 a Texan and an alcoholic. Woo, woo! In likes her Rody, Colombia, South America. So they met in South America when he took his plane down. The, there. Yeah, but she's a Texan that likes to drink in South America. In South America. Yeah, they got married in 1932 and later adopted a son. Okay, they sound not bad. Around 5 p.m. the next evening, a police report was made of a 1955 Chevrolet with a white hard top sitting on a dirt road near Fall Creek. And obviously that wasn't a priority, so they're like, okay. Okay. By 8 p.m., the police went to investigate only to find a woman with an empty bottle and two drug capsules, she had vomited and was in a coma. Con- oh, this is the mistress. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she was she was fucked up. Yeah, that'll do it. Connie Nichols was later identified 
by a pawn shop owner. Because she they picked her up and took her straight <laughs> to the pawn that's shop. What I was a little confused. I think she was identified, but later they confirmed that she was someone who purchased this gun. I think they had identified her <laughs> in a separate way. <laughs> so but we this, didn't take her to the hospital. We took her straight, straight to the to pawn, pawn shop. Random pawn shops trying to identify her. <laughs> oh man. So he identified her as the individual who purchased a twenty five caliber French gun. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Once police visited her apartment, they found love letters from Teal. One noted that the man's slipper and bathrobe be sent to Mr. Teal at his home address. They also found a suicide note taped to the front door and another one in the house. And they released part of an unsent letter found in. Connie's apartment written to Mr. Teal. And I think, were you going to read it? Or did Carla should probably read it? <clears throat> Does she have an accent? I need to know. I, I need to be motivated. I need a motivation. I can now see. <laughs> okay, this is better. That you were completely selfish in your love for me. And because of this, many innocent people have been hurt. <clears throat> this has not been written in anger. I'm still not angry with you. Just hurt and heartbroken. And my memories of the wonderful hours that we did share, the few trips that we did take together. And I would just like to point out she used Anne way too many times in that sentence. <laughs> it was a run on. I am sorry that I failed you after all this time. I now know what I must do, and it is something that I have given much thought to. Because I have said before, life without you would have no meaning. My only fear is that I might fail. Other than that, I have absolutely none. <laughs> Other than that, I'm doing pretty fucking good. <laughs> That's my weirdly deep voice. Is it just me, or did she sound a lot <laughs> like Ruth? Who's Ruth? <laughs> Even though I now, I whoever whoever exactly whoever typed this letter up secondhand <laughs> made a grammatical error, and it is fucking it up, Danielle. Sorry. Who went to private school. Oh my god, it's that's written in there. <laughs> that's weird. Even though I know it's wrong, not now it's wrong. Excuse me. Because I am not Yoda. <laughs> I'm now wrong. Even though I know it is wrong. Could someone give me a pen? No, just <laughs> You're not grading. This. I need red it. red ink. No. Even though I know it's wrong. To me, it is much easier than seeing you and knowing that I can never again. Be completely happy as I have been in the past. I still love you with all my heart. And as you well know, there is no halfway point for me when I truly feel as I do about you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, was it just you know... me or did her voice start very high? <laughs> and go very, very low. 
you know? Oh, man. Connie had also written to her second husband in Detroit saying, by the time you get this letter... I'm oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Come on. Am I reading part back? Oh, no, no, no. It's just that one sentence. Go ahead. Read it. By the time you get this letter, <laughs> I plan to no longer be in this world. <laughs> okay, that's an odd thing to say. <laughs> Man, snail, she was snail mail must have really been a thing back then. Yeah, like, it was. This, this letter's going to be taken on horseback. I wish, honestly, I think my inner voice needs to sound more like that. Your inner monologue? Yeah. 350. She recovered from her coma and eventually told Detective Carl McKellis. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Pause. Pause. She was in a coma? That's what I said, yeah. From drinking and doing drugs. Who was drinking it? Wasn't she found in the car? Yeah. Oh, did she shoot with herself pills. too? No, no, oh. she was found in the bottle. Okay. She was found with pills. Just a minor important part of the plot that Daniel. Okay, but no, I, I said it. No, no you just, said it. I just immediately oh. she thought she had vomited drugs, and was in a coma. So I yeah. thought like drugs. Well, like, like fun uh, drugs. Okay, yeah, nice of you to call it. Oh yeah, judging the book by its cover. What did I do? I'm yelling at Carla, but I'm looking at you. I was thinking it was fun drugs, and I was concerned for my own life. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, kidding. after she after she murdered her ex baby daddy, but not really a baby daddy, she decided she was going to go smoke some weed and play some violent video games, Carla, <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere. Is that what you wanted to hear? That's what I want to hear. Fuck, you kids. She recovered from her coma and eventually told Detective Carl, because I can't pronounce his last name, that she had laid in wait for Mr. Teal and then shot him. As soon as the young Miss Laura read that her older lover had been shot, she cleaned out her desk at Lily, where she worked as a secretary. After consulting with an attorney, she told police her story and got the fuck out of town. Straight to California. Why? She didn't do anything wrong. The prosecution would have wanted her to testify, but laws in 1958 meant that you could not compel someone if they lived more than a thousand miles away. So she just said, not my monkeys, not my circus. I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge. Well, damn. Well, damn, Ricky. Damn. California, man. Mm. Connie was born in Kentucky. That explains a lot. And both her parents died <laughs> her when parents, she was at young I, age. I guarantee you, her parents were running the cockfighting ring. They were. In Kentucky. Kentucky. And they both died and when she was at a young colonel. age. And she lived with her uncle and eventually graduated from Short Ridge High School in Indianapolis, which I've never heard of. She later It's, uh, it's next to Long Ridge. Oh. Ah. Oh. She later worked in a cafeteria, a grocery store, and a department store, and then somehow got the a job at fucking Eli Lilly. It wasn't. She, she didn't work at. Deuce. It wasn't Save a Lots, was it? They might have been. <laughs> no, it was Standard Grocery. Standard, yes, of course, the Standard Grocery. Hey. She also worked at a thrift store. Standard Grocery. Yeah. Did she really work at Standard Grocery? You just make that up. I'm making that up. Hey. Wow. Welcome. Right over back. my fucking head. Welcome back, Short Ridge. Okay. <laughs> In 1941, Connie got a job at Eli Lilly as a secretary and married Ray Kiefer. The following year, but uh, they got a divorce. She then married Curtis Nichols in her mid-20s, even though she was reportedly already having an affair with Mr. Teal before she even married Nichols. I thought you were going to say Mr. T, and I was going to say, I'm a fool! <laughs> yeah. 
So that marriage also ended in divorce. But I like how she collected their names. It became like Connie Kiefer Nichols. Like she was collecting last names. Yeah. I like that. So Mr. Teal had been paying for her apartment, other expenses, and she had accompanied him on many trips. So his wife has to know, like Elizabeth, the wife. For her and her husband to live in an apartment. No, they got a divorce like pretty quickly. So no, but he's paying for her to live and her expenses, and there's no way the wife doesn't know about this. But in the time period, like divorce wasn't a thing. Like you could, but it left a big mark on you. Mm Mm-hmm. And so the wife's at home drinking. She be drinking. So, but it wasn't uncommon for Mr. Teal to have numerous affairs with other women, which caused this couple to fight. So it's his main squeeze is the 15-year affair with Connie, but she doesn't like it that he has other girlfriends, especially ones that are like 19 years old. Yeah, what the fuck? I don't know, man. Just likes them young. And he likes to find them at work, too. Young new secretary at work. Oh, shit. Ah, shit. We now, thankfully, have laws. Laws are good. In place that will try to, and now, with certain movements, people might actually fucking listen. Yes. Damn it. Yeah. Now you. Let's do work at work, folks. Work at work. Oh, I have an email. I need to check it real quick. Let's do work not at home. So, when she learned that Mr. Teal had a new girlfriend, she decided to follow him. Which is exactly what I would do. She's not the first woman or the first man to say, I'm going to follow this fucker. I know he's up to no good. She followed him to this apartment building and got into his car while he was inside. So, lock your doors. Right? Yes. Yes, if if you are... A cheating hoe. Yes, if you are a cheating hoe, if you are fucking around on your your spouse, and then you're fucking around on that girl, or that man, whatever, lock your doors. Lock, lock your doors. Lock your doors. Uh, yeah, this would be a different story if she got into the wrong car. <laughs> like, oops. <laughs> Yari. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. So she got in his car and waited. Once Teal came out and found her sitting there, he got angry. And he said... And you wouldn't like him when he gets angry. Yeah. And then he drove her to wherever she parked her car. Like, I'm going to oh, take you to your car, like in the same parking lot. And you're going to get out my car and get in your car and stop acting like a paranoid bitch. The, me and this 19-year-old don't have anything going on together. You're overreacting. And if you don't stop acting like this, I'm going to end it. It's like, Sounds reasonable. I'd have believed him. Any guy that says that to you is full of shit. If you know something's no. not right, something's not right. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No, no, no. He's leaving a 19-year-old girl's apartment at 1 a.m. Something's not right. Maybe he was making sure she was well-fed. Maybe he was. And... Maybe he was changing the batteries in her smoke detector. He was there to bring her condoms and warn her about the dangers of talking on the internet. And fettuccine Alfredo. Men. <laughs> and then Chris Hansen walked in and said, Hi. Why don't you have a seat? What are you doing here? Why don't here? you have a seat? Hi, I'm Chris Hansen. They were like 18 year age cap. But... Yeah. Uh, then Connie stated, because we only have her testimony to go on, <laughs> that she said that Mr. Teal struck her and grabbed her arm, leaving a dick like bruise. I can relate. And he, he pulled out his talawaka <laughs> and he flung it across my, my arm. It sounded like this. <laughs> <laughs> Again, 
too Again, accurate. Just, just for good measure, it sounded like this. <laughs> Tallywhacker. And it too left, accurate. it left a mushroom stamp, <laughs> followed by a phallus and some balls. <laughs> Shape bruise across my <laughs> man my temple. Okay, so he struck her, grabbed her arm, causing the gun oh. to go off. Oh yeah, that's okay. how that happens. If somebody hit me in the face with their dick, there'd be a gun going off. Yeah, yeah. Let's see an autopsy report. Unless, of course, it's Zach. What? And it's been after a night of crab legs. What the fuck? What the fuck? I can't explain, but no. you gotta leave that yeah. in there. Okay. <laughs> That's how it always goes. <laughs> so she says the gun went off during this like brief struggle, except an autopsy had shown that Mr. Teal had been shot in the neck. In his the, back. In the side. <laughs> my neck. And in my the hip. Side. My hip. <laughs> and my Yeah. <laughs> Um, That's how we should teach our daughter her body parts no. instead of the hip bones connected to the. Mm, mm. You say my neck, my, my back. back. No, that's horrible. That's horrible parenting. You can't do that. If I had a dollar for every song, every time I requested that song at a wedding, how many dollars would you have? At least like three. Oh, you're a horrible person. They don't ever play it. No, they don't. Like, I requested Goodbye Horses from Silence of the Lambs at my brother's <laughs> wedding. and Everyone the, was already mad at the you. DJ specifically told me that my sister-in-law said I, I could not play any songs. Wow. Was, and I have to say that was forward thinking on her behalf because I was drunk before the wedding. Oh, yeah, you were. <laughs> I got up actually during the middle. They had a mass, so I got up during communion. Jesus. Because I am not Catholic, so I couldn't take communion there. And I snuck out on the side of the building and had to take a pee. Yeah, take a pee-pee on the train. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And Barb knows this story because Barb was there. She Aww. was the first person I greeted when I got out of the limo because they did pictures before the wedding. I said, Barb, I'm drunk. And she looked at me and goes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I can shit. Is it that obvious? Stop yelling, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably about right. Uh, so then, Connie got in her own car and drove the fuck away. <laughs> what else are you going to do? I don't know. So, that, so when he's in the front seat of his car, slumped over, hit the gas, and the car was in reverse, slammed into a light pole. So that's well, what everyone heard. But she was already gone. So then that's how she ended up on the Fall Creek Road. She ingested 75 sleeping pills made by Eli Lilly. Ooh. She mixed it up into some seventy five. Mm-hmm. She that's what put her. In, she mixed it up into some pineapple juice. Delicious. So, however, though she vomited a lot of it up, but she still laid comatose in her car until the police officer found her. So she reports that her right hand was paralyzed because Teal grabbed it. Mm, but others claim the injury came because she had been laying on her arm for hours in the car, like you know, an awkward position type thing. Mm-hmm. But she was in the hospital for eight months and underwent several surgeries. From a mere dick slapping. <laughs> My God. God. Be careful out there, folks. The trial began on March 16th, 1959 and was held in the basement of Marion County Courthouse. Well, yeah, she had a 
dick-shaped bruise. They couldn't have her out in public. They get no. It out. In the fifties, that was very that was frowned a big upon. No, no. Frowned upon. Yes. The jury was made up of twelve married men who were not sequestered and presided over by Judge Thomas Faulkner. Oh, the fifties! What a time to be alive! Mm-hmm. You know. It was said that the courtroom was. The courtroom was. It was there was not a single black person allowed in the courthouse that day either. I'm sure. Probably nope. not. They said that the courtroom was stuffy, crowded, and full of reporters from Chicago, Louisville, and Louisville, Louisville, and <laughs> <laughs> Louisville. I literally <laughs> thought. I literally thought. Wonder where the hell Louisville, Indiana's at. <laughs> <laughs> it's Louisville, right? Louisville. Louisville. Let me try it that. It can again. be Louisville. It's no, I, you're from Indiana, so it's Louisville, but Louisville. other people call it Louisville. But here ever in the Hoosier State, it's Louisville. 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 Louis- <laughs> I just how I read it. I look, at, me. look at my Louisville slugger. I would just like friend. to point out that Danielle went to private school. Louisville. <laughs> Louisville. I can't say my it. Louisville slugger. <laughs> You guys remember when the Louisville Cardinals won the men's national basketball title? Damn, that was ago? a good time. I might have spelled it wrong here. No, but it's spelled correct. <laughs> it's, pronounced s- Lu- it's pronounced but Louis. It's French. L E W I S, because I wouldn't put it past you. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. You can't make fun of me. That's wrong. I have put up with a lot of shit over the last seven That's years. That's dyslexic shaming. Make fun of you. <laughs> it's dyslexic shaming. I can sue you for that now. Yeah, well, guess what? <laughs> so people were so fascinated by this case that when she took the witness stand her story was printed verbatim in the indianapolis star so and it was in the lifetime magazine too no a blurb of it yes and the public was divided some thought she was a woman wronged by mr teal and that he had got what he deserved that's not a thing and go on. Others thought that she was a home-wrecking vixen. That's not necessarily... You still don't kill people if you're wrong. No, no. The I don't, I don't know how to that. jury deliberations began at 3.30 p.m. on April 13th, 1956, and the verdict came in at 1.50 a.m. the following morning. Guilty of voluntary manslaughter. She, she volunteered for the job. Yeah, volunteered. Pulled the trigger, but it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. She was mad. She Googled Louisville <laughs> and could not fucking find it anywhere. I can't crop them out the, anymore, can I? No. Hey, Carla, you want to go to the Kentucky Derby this year? We can stay in Louisville. That'd be great. Louisville. Say it. Louisville. 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 No, it's Louisville. Louisville. That's what I said. No, you said Louisville. No, Louisville, Louisville. Danielle. Louisville. Fuck you both. <laughs> okay, yes. That would be... That's not my wheelhouse, I gotta admit. Some some guys might think that's fine, but not me. I'm gonna define voluntary manslaughter. Okay? Okay, well, let's start off with something more simple. What letter does the word <laughs> cat begin with? Fuck you. Yes, Al- yes, Sean Connery. I believe it's in the R's. R's. No, it's not in the R's. Huh, that's what your mother said last night, Trebek. Not in the R's. 
Voluntary manslaughter is the killing of a human being in which the offender acted during the heat of passion under circumstances that would have caused a reasonable person to become emotionally or mentally disturbed to the point that they can't reasonably control their emotions. Voluntary manslaughter is one of the two main types of manslaughter, the other being involuntary manslaughter. And that one's like DUI type yeah, stuff. So what happens when you do that, except you do it to the name of a famous city in the United States? <laughs> that was involuntary. <laughs> okay, so they said she acted in the heat of the moment. And yeah. It's not, it's, I guess it's so what's the difference between that and second degree murder? Uh, it's like a, a microsecond. Like if... If I'm sleeping with another man and you happen to carry a gun with you on your hip and you walk in and you don't even, like, there's not even a moment of a tenth of a second that you have a gap in between deciding whether or not to shoot me and him. Men usually shoot both, the man and the woman. Okay, well, here's the thing is, I thought it had a lot to do with premeditation. Yeah, but premeditation can be... If I ever walk in on that, I'll go, well, you you can have her. She thought it was Louisville. I don't want nothing to do with this bitch anymore. You can have her. And it could be anything like... But gra- she, has, she has bad grammar and spelling in her notes. But and I do and all the work. And she went to private school. <laughs> I'm just... Based on the fact that she made suicide notes, mm-hmm. kind of, to me, makes it seem like it's premeditated. Yeah. Well, was it premeditated for her to kill him and herself? or pre- She's saying, I, I just was. got the gun to kill myself, mm-hmm. not him. Like, we were just going, I was going just to follow him, like, to say goodbye, which, you know. I don't, so, I don't know if I get that vibe from her. But second degree murder, it's like, do you have a tenth of a second to decide? Like, do you have a moment that you could say, I'm not going to do this, and then you do it anyways? It could become second degree murder. There are a few cases, though, where I think one, like, it's the type of thing where you grab the closest thing to you to kill someone that you wouldn't normally, like, you didn't go find a weapon, you didn't come to the house carrying a a bat, like, it just... She did find the weapon. Yeah, she brought it to her. Beforehand, she Mm -hmm. knew she was going to kill herself afterwards. Yeah, women usually will only kill the man, but men will kill both of them. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. I can, uh... I can attest to that, that that's probably mm-hmm. the emotion that would be. Yeah. I don't know. But I think, but if you have know. time. It, it depends who it is. Yeah. Really? If it was you, I'd probably look at the guy and go. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Good luck to you. She'll drain the life out of you. So I think if, like, if you have time to go get a weapon or you bring a weapon with you, that becomes second degree murder. It wasn't in this case. No. Though. And so I don't, I think it would be different now, but. The man became paralyzed from a dick. From a dick. So, she was sentenced to serve anywhere from 2 to 21 years at the Indiana Women's Prison. However, she was free during her appeals process. So, she didn't enter prison until April of 1960. So, from 1956 to 1960, she was just wandering about. Why didn't she just leave? I, you're on, she's technically like on. Oh, okay. Parole. No. Free on bail. Yeah. And but then she was paroled two years later, so she only served two years. Maybe they just thought she was hysterical. I don't know if it was the idea of that. A I don't know if how many men actually had mistresses on that jury member, like you know that type of thing. That I don't mm-hmm. want my mistress to kill me. Like, <laughs> so if I convict this woman and send her to prison for life, my mistress will be like, "Oh yeah, 
Yeah? Is that how it's going to be? My mistress is a, doesn't care who I sleep around with. Have you discussed it or not? <laughs> she can't care. That is part of it. You can't. <laughs> not if you're the mistress, you can't oh, yeah. care. Hello, I'm Daniel's mistress. Rosie Palms. Rosie. Rosie Palms. <laughs> <laughs> I like to have fun with Danielle on every occasion as well. Does that make her bisexual? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. All right. I also work as a good back scratcher. <laughs> and a butt wiper. <laughs> Nose picker. Things are getting weird. All right. Mrs. Teal, the real one, the real wife. Ooh, okay. So his wife had moved to a new home in Indianapolis where she was badly burned in a house fire caused by a lit cigarette in her bed. And she died four days later in January of 1960. Help. I'm very badly burned. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so she dies three months before. You shot me. <laughs> you shot me right in the arm. Why did you? Austin Powers. I've never seen it. She's younger. She's younger. Oh, I gotta tell you something. I saw one scene with the fat guy, and it was gross. And I don't want to watch it again. You have to watch Austin Powers. God, you didn't like Austin Powers. I was young, and I was like, "Ew, gross." You still are young and stupid. You proved that moment after moment to me. Dead. So she died three months before her husband's killer just walks out of prison after serving only two years. I was about to blame the woman. Mm-mm. I was about to blame the mistress. Nope. The idea was that that she was still an alcoholic and might have passed out in bed holding a lit cigarette. But people fall asleep holding lit cigarettes all the time, too. That's how I sleep. That's how I fall asleep at night. You have to have a lit cigarette in order to I fall asleep. I don't smoke it. I just hold, <laughs> to hold the lit cigarette. You're like, I don't smoke. I vape, man. I, vaping is vape, man. You don't vape? What? <laughs> all right. So how did Eli Lilly handle this? Um, I'm going to guess that they pushed it all under the rug and didn't talk about it again. They talked about it for at least a sentence. Eli Lilly and company executives were sternly warned about extramarital affairs. So some stopped driving white Cadillacs, which was one of the trademarks of executives. Some traded in their cars or some had them repainted. And that was that. That's what I figured. It's really more difficult being a man than what you silly girls think, you know. <laughs> really? Yes. How much it's, more difficult? It's it's very tough, you know. Enlighten us. Sometimes you got to trade your vehicle in. <laughs> Sometimes yes. you got to repaint it or trade you know, it in. I've got to open up fucking jars all the fucking time. You got to reach stuff that's up high. Actually, you're kind of tall. I'm so. tall. I can you reach know, stuff. I give I give birth to large turds. Yeah, we know. We know. Every morning. <laughs> Every Ten morning. At least you're regular. I'm in labor for at least the first 15 minutes of every morning. Let me tell you. When you wake up, the first thing you do is take a poop. Actually, that's not true. I make it. I at least make it to work. I was gonna say I can't. I have to get some caffeine into me before I poop. Yeah. Let me tell you, my poop today. I'm not kidding. It's no. that long, dude. I am not kidding you. That was that was a foot long. You know, least. I texted you about my poop last night. It was so dense. It was because <laughs> when I went, I went to urinate last night. <laughs> 
and there were still <laughs> remnants of it on the bottom. I can't help it wouldn't go away. That's what the Titanic's footprint's <laughs> going to look like here in the next hundred years. All you'll see is this brown outline of where the ship used to be. That's kind of what that turd looked like. I think they're called skid marks. <laughs> You call it whatever you want. <laughs> you can call it skid marks. I'll make a big, long explanation as to why it resembles the Titanic. You had a Titanic-sized poop. It was just dense, okay? It dragged along the bottom. <laughs> when it was coming out, it was going, help me. <laughs> I lived a shitty life. Stop. It looked, it looked like somebody got blunged instead of bleeding. It was from poop the... came out from them and they got dragged down the hallway. It looked like it probably looked like the Jody Arias crime scene. No! no! It was from Louisville. It was from Louisville. It was the size of a Louisville slugger. <laughs> we made it. We made it. All right. Wow. Held on this long, folks. Oh. And we're proud of We you. didn't actually talk about shit that much in the last episode. We made it to the last the last minutes of the podcast. The podcast. The poopcast. <laughs> that's what we that's what we stream. Our poopcast. Oh man, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Who's Your Homicide. Like us on Facebook. Send us messages. We love you. We have a promo. 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 Very similar to Toga, Toga. Erica and Billy. Billy! Oh, Billy. (laughs) They are from Martinis and the Macabre, and they are from Muncie, Indiana. Skirt, skirt. And they... When you were saying, when you said Martinis, I was thinking, what fucked up city is this going to be? That I can't pronounce. It's Martinsville, Danielle. <laughs> no, it's... Martinsville. I can say Muncie. Martinsville. <laughs> <laughs> They're a lot like us. Um, Billy Stupid. reminds me of you, and that's what she said, too, is that you remind her of Billy. Billy. Yeah, well. I should have mer- loved you, and I had Billy reminds <laughs> me of me, and I remind Billy of me, him. Billy. And I. Do you know and what movie I that's do. from? <laughs> Billy, I should have made love to you when I had the chance. Cable guy. No, it's, it's not. It's no, from, that's where mine was from. It's from the hot chick. Oh! <laughs> Rob Schneider is a stapler. <laughs> Rob Schneider is a carrot. If you don't get that, just start watching South Park and you'll eventually come to that episode. So yeah, they are funny and well researched. They have pronunciation issues. And Billy is just a riot. <laughs> he is. Billy. He's descriptive. He creates a good scene, I will say. Well, can't well, you know, well, some Daniel, of us, some go, of us say Louisville, some of us You say go right to the shit. You go right to shit, but then you built Dramatic imagery around the Titanic poop streak. <laughs> you know, some of us have passions for things, Danielle. And colon cancer awareness is something near and dear to my heart. My grandfather and great grandfather both died of colon rectal cancer. You would go there. It's true story. So just, I'll be having a colonoscopy here soon. Uh, you a, just have also to... a true story. So you know, that's something near and dear to my heart. And for you just to come and attack me, um, you, just, you know, it's just, I it guess what we're hits trying to me say right here. Right just... here. It feels like I got hit by a Louisville slugger. 
Louisville. What I'm trying to say is just like you should ex- you should examine your poop. Anyway, on Martinis and right. the Macabre is a bi-weekly podcast featuring morbid murders, mysteries, and mayhem. Love it. Yep, they cover a variety of things. They've got a lot of episodes out too. They gave us a shout out the other day. Well, have you listened to all of their episodes? No, I have well, to catch up. Well, get on it. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, we will plug them. Now, you've been plugged. Hello, all of you fantastic listeners. I'm Erica. And I'm Billy. And we're the hosts of Martinis in the Macabre. A comedy podcast discussing morbid murders, mysteries, and mayhem. No, you don't understand. I was going to try and eat a little bit of her. I was going to hit Just her. a nibble. Do you like true crime? She killed him and cooked him. Do you wonder about morbid history? What are you doing with that hammer? <laughs> Do you laugh at inappropriate topics? Oh. Open mouth, cut off top of head, and insert both feet and hands. <laughs> <laughs> then we cordially invite you to our cocktail hour, so you too can build up a tolerance for booze and body bags. You got a body in these? Well, it's not a fried anus, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and most other podcast apps by searching Martinis and the Macabre. And then sit back and laugh at the worst the world has to offer. Cheers! Dr. Hermatologist. Toilet seats. They have good titles. Toilet seats and fried buttholes. What is it? Toilet seats and fried buttholes. They have good titles. We have bad titles. Yeah. Just kidding. (laughs) We're awesome. You can also email us, who's your homicide at gmail.com. That is where you take a screenshot of your five star review after you give yourself a five star review and then you <laughs> send it to us with your address and we will give you a sticker. And we'll also stalk you. No, we <laughs> will not stalk you. It is stalking free. I'm just going to send stickers. Stickers. And a picture of Carla's butthole. Bronzed butthole. Bleached. Flaky. <laughs> so, yes, we are on Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. MySpace. We're also on drugs. Well, prescribed. God, how many? Some of them. How, add, should we add them all together? How many? No. Three, four, five, six. Eleven-de-five. Seven. <laughs> Enough to tranquilize a horse. Yeah, That's probably. All, all right. Did we say it all? There's got to be something. There's got to be something else we missed. Do you have any advice? We oh, if someone's cheating, if you think they're cheating, they probably are. They probably are, but don't kill them. That's no, not just say well it's done. You. If they try to say you're crazy, you're paranoid. If they try to get defensive, if they accuse you, it's it's them. It's not you. You know that's just how it is. It's not worth it. Don't kill them. It's really just walk it's away. Always going to turn out bad for you. Yep. If you kill someone. Yep. Just walk away. Don't yeah, don't be the other side either. Don't be yeah, the mistress. Don't be a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. You know, do what you feel. Daniel, you say something good. <clears throat> Does well under pressure. I see under pressure. All right, all right, we're done. And for honest to goodness, stay, stay out, out of the, the corn, corn. Tucky Louisville. <laughs> stay out of the corn.